So we're holding my parach of Tess, Pasuk Beis, learning tonight to be a schus, the Lenishma, Sicheska Shraga, Benav, and Yehuda, as well as a schus for Fushlema, Fichil, Mecha, Benatachana. Now we learned previously, back in Perach of Zion, that David runs to seek asylum with the Plishtim to uh, uh, evade Shal once and for all. And he's able to gain the trust over several months of Achish, the king. Um, at the same time, he establishes a base in Siklag and he goes and attacks neighboring enemies of Klai Yisrael and he convinces Achish that he's really attacking his own men. So he's gained Achish's trust. Achish believes that he's on his side and Achish believes that he's become a traitor to Klai Yisrael. So in Perich of Ches, when, uh, when Achish gathers the Plishtim to battle, he tells David that he wants David to be his personal bodyguard. He is convinced that David is the enemy of Klai Yisrael and that David will take up the fight against his own people. Then, Perich of Ches diverted to tell us the story of, Sh- of Shaul and the Balas Oiv. Now, in Perich of Tes, we're circling back to David and returning to his situation. Now, again, David is being drafted to go to war against his fellow soldiers, his fellow um, uh, members of Klai Yisrael. So, Pazag Beis, So, the governors of the Plishtim were passing by with hundreds and thousands. Now, David and his men are in the back, in the rear, together with Achish, they are going to protect Achish, who was in the rear, uh, encamped in the rear of this battle. Now, the Sardi Plishtim that we're talking about here, literally it means that the governors of the Plishtim were passing by in hundreds and thousands, meaning like there were hundreds and thousands of governors, but obviously that's not true, says the Malbim. We know, we saw previously, that there were only five governors. So the Red Ak says, the Pasuk's telling you that they were passing by with hundreds and thousands of soldiers. The Mitzvah says, no, it's telling you the units. There were four, there were hundred-man units, and then these in turn gathered to form thousand-man units, and each group was assigned an officer that led it. The question that the Rishonim deal with is, how could David have even entertained the notion of going to battle against Shoal and against Klai Yisrael? So the Rabag says that really David had no choice, because if he wasn't going to accompany Achish, he, he, Achish would, he would lose basically all the trust that he worked so hard to gain. But at the same time, Achish might treat him as an enemy and attack David. So he had no choice to go. But in order, uh, uh, but his, his, uh, the, the, in the back of his mind, the Rabbach says, he intended to undermine the Plishtim's plans, either by giving them bad advice, which he knew they wouldn't accept, I'm sorry, which he knew they would accept because of their trust in him, or he would somehow be able to turn and help Klai Yisrael in some way. So he was going there as a spy, basically, and as a covert operative, if you will. The Barbanel finds it hard to believe that David is going to act this way, especially uh, to repay the chesed that Achish had shown him to now turn around and just basically stab him in the back and repay him in such a way. So therefore, he says, David, his intent all along was only to protect, protect Achish. As far as the Plishtim's intent to fight Klai Yisrael, he never promised that he would fight. He said, you'll see what your servant will do, right? He never promised to actually go and kill other members of Klai Yisrael. And we said, back in Parach of Ches, that David was going to protect Achish, but not actually actively go and seek out um, members of Klai Yisrael to kill during the battle. The Barbanel actually says that Kapitol Kuf Lamit Tes begins with the words, Hashem Chakartani Vateda, that Hashem, you... You, like, analyzed my inside, Vateda, and you know, referring to the fact that even though he looked like he was siding with Achish, but Hashem, you know that really what was in my heart was that I really sided with Shaul. And at the end of that uh, capital, David says, So first, David's talking about in the Pasuk 
or Psukim rather, Chafalaf through Chaf Gimel, Tavid talks about his hatred for the Plishtim, and then he says, that you should lead me in the way of Oilam, of like eternal. So meaning Hashem should, 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 should save him from Achish and basically get him out of there. So Hashem uh, accepts David's tefillah, and that's why we'll see here that David's tefillah was answered that the officers of the Plishtim are going to ask Achish to send David away. That they are going to basically help David out by bailing him out of this impossible situation that he's being placed in. It also saves David because if David remained with the Plishtim and Shaul is killed in the battle, it looks like David tried to kill Shaul. They're going to blame David for killing Shaul in order to become king. And so he was saved as well from that accusation. So Plishtim. So the Plishtim officer said, What are these Jews doing here? So Achish says to the Plishti officers, Is this not David, Evet Shaul Melech Yisrael, the servant of Shaul, the king of Yisrael, Asher Hayiti, who was with me, Zayamim, for these days, or Zayashanim, or these years, I have found no fault in him, from the day that he came to live with me until this day. So first, the Plishti governors referred to the Jews as Ivrim. Ivrim was a derogatory um, way of calling a derogatory reference to the to the Yidden, because Aver was like, Ivrim is like Aver, they come from the other side of the river, like they're foreigners here. And so it was used in a derogatory way. Now, so they say, what are these Jews doing here? So Achish says, what do you mean? This is David, the servant of Shaul. So the Malbim explains, Achish is implying here that he's a, formerly a servant of Shaul. So he's going to be happy. In other words, he's not happy with Shaul. So he's going to relish the opportunity now to challenge Shaul in battle. Like this is Shaul's former servant, and now he's his enemy, so he's more than happy to join us and attack Shaul. Now, Achish says, he says, he was with me, Yamim, Ze Yamim, Shanim, right? These days and these, and these um, years. So the Babinel says, basically, he's, his point is, Achish's point is, considering how long David lived with the Plishtim, you can't call him an Ivrim anymore. He's one of us, right? He's not one of them, he's one of us. Now, back in Perch of Zion, we discussed that there was a is how long actually David lived with the Plishtim. So they try, the Mepharshim over there, some say it means a couple of months, some say it actually means a few years. They try to read into this Pasuk here whether it was actually a few days or a few years, right? Because here he says, Achish uh, says, Zayyamim Ayyzashanim. So was it a few days or was it actually a, a few, or what, it was actually a few months or a few years? So Radak, who says that David really didn't stay more than a few months, he's saying, he, the way he interprets Achish is that he's saying, even though David only lived with me a few days, like meaning a couple of months, but I feel like I've known him, Oizer Shanim, like for a number of years. Other Mepharshim uh, learn years literally. The Mitsuda says that Achish was referring to the days that David lived in Gas and the years that he lived in the countryside, meeting in Siklag. That's the reference to Yamim and Shanim. The Malbim says that Yamim days refers to the relatively recent amount of time that David spent in Gas, right, which was only since Perich of Zion. Years refers all the way back to Perich of Aleph when David first ran away to Achish in Gas when he claimed to be mad. The Dasoifim says, don't read anything into it. Years or days, it's just a figure of speech. Achish is saying that David's been with us for quite some time. So he's not literally referring to a set number of days or years. At the end of the Pasuk, Achish uses a lashon of miyam nafloi from the day that he lived with us Nafloi normally means fell, but here it means lived, very similar to what it says by Yishmael, where it says at the end of Parshas uh, Chayisara, uh, it says al echav nafal that he lived amongst his brothers. 